Hey, we're Grant and Stephanie Gardner of Forever With Purpose. We've been married for 38 years and we live in Skytook, Oklahoma. And, and we, we love, love to, to practice, practice the art of spousing. Hey there, welcome to the Art of Spousing podcast. We are thankful that you're taking the time to listen to the show. Thank you, Grant and Stephanie, for kicking off this episode. James, these are two like-hearted people and we both share a passion for investing in others' marriages, helping marriages grow. They are marriage coaches and founders of Forever With a Purpose. They host a podcast called Pillow Talk. You can find the link to their website and the podcast in our show notes. You're going to want to take a listen to them. You know, we love getting these videos from friends and listeners that we can feature as examples of amazing marriage works of art. We also post the videos on our Instagram and Facebook pages. So if you're listening and you want to be a part of the show, send us your marriage story in a short selfie style video on Instagram at Art Espousing, or you can email it to us at hello at Art Espousing. All you have to do is introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, how many years you've been married, and then share that you love practicing the Art Espousing. Friends, thank you so much for the feedback we're receiving on the podcast. We value your insight and perspective. Your input is going to help us know how to offer content that will help you and your relationship. The reason we're doing this podcast is because we believe that every marriage has the opportunity to be a masterpiece, uncovering its unique God-designed purpose. A work of art just doesn't appear, but it is crafted and shaped. The goal of every episode is to give you practical information to apply in your relationship, not just to survive, but to thrive. Yeah, we're coming to the end of our first season of the podcast, and it's been a lot of fun doing this with you, Lisa. Of course it has, James. Of course it has been. So on our next episode, we're going to set up season two by doing what we call Color by Numbers. If you did not know, Lisa is a certified Enneagram coach. We love using Enneagram as a tool when coaching married people. What we're going to do is break down the dynamics of our relationship through the Enneagram tool as an example of what you will hear in season two. The big change for season two is that we're taking the show weekly. Come on, somebody. That's right. The first and the third Mondays will be similar to this season where Lisa and I will provide content to help you develop your art espousing. And then weeks two and four, we're going to invite friends on the show to talk about the dynamics of their espousing practice using the Enneagram tool. I think we're so clever to call it color by numbers because Enneagram is numbers one through nine. That's right. And this is art espousing. So get it? Color by numbers. Yeah. Art espousing. You know, and each Enneagram number actually has a color associated with it too. I do know that. Yeah. This is fantastic. Awesome. We're so clever. I'm really excited to chat with some couples about how they are growing and understanding of how they are individually wired and then the blending of that individual wiring in their marriage relationship. Yeah. Heads up, personality assessments like the Enneagram are not to put you in a box, but put you in a place of reflecting why we respond the way we do and how that impacts our spouse and our relationship. Especially in light of last episode, everyone will remember E plus R equals O. That's right. Event plus response equals outcome. The Enneagram can assist in highlighting some of those natural responses, some of our tendencies, right. and assist us in how to interact with each other and provide grace where needed. That's right. We are hopefully confident <laughs> that this will be enlightening and definitely confident it's going to be entertaining. It will be a lot of fun. So in the last episode, we shared how there are two gaps 
that we need a mind in our marriage to maintain health and forward movement. The first one is the gap that Lisa just mentioned between an event, E, and the response, R, that determines our outcome, whether it's going to be positive or negative, what we put in the gap between the event and the response. So amazing. We gave three things to put in that gap that can create the outcome you desire. The first was identify your tendencies, insert a pause, implement an intention statement. If you have not had a chance to listen to that episode, we'd love for you to give it a listen. So go back and listen it. Yeah. So this week we're going to talk about the second gap that we need to mind in our marriage. It's the gap between our ideal reality and our present reality. See, we all have ideal realities in our life that we strive to meet. The problem is sometimes when we get there, the target or the ideal reality has moved. I like how Dr. Benjamin Hardy puts it. He says, ideals are like a horizon in the desert. No matter how many steps you take forward, the horizon continues to move out of reach. There is a psychology term for this moving horizon. It is called hedonic adaptation. It's actually easier to explain than to say. (laughs) I'm surprised you actually said it so well. I crushed it on one take, but it's basically a perspective that simply says, regardless of how big the changes that you make, you marry the guy of your dreams, you drive the car you've always wanted, you secure the job of a lifetime, yet the thrill quickly subsides and you go back to the feeling of blah Mm -hmm. again. You walk toward the horizon. And then it also moved as you walked toward it. Yeah. James, I am well aware of this struggle. Okay. I remember several years ago, I had the ideal pant size, like pants you wear. Yeah, pants, pants you wear. I'm just making sure our listeners know my accent. Sometimes it's hard to understand. Sometimes it gets crazy. I had this ideal pant size that I wanted to be in. All the ladies, well, most all ladies will get this. After three babies and a lot of hard work, I finally accomplished and I achieved that pant size. I was not there a second that I wanted to reduce the number and move it to a smaller size. I no longer felt accomplished by or satisfied with the huge change that I made. The horizon had actually moved. The ideal pant size had moved as I approached the goal. This definitely left me in a state of disappointment, frustration, and asking the age-old question wives sometimes Ask their husband. And what's that? Does my bottom look big in these pants? <laughs> to which you answer, James Duvall. Your bottom looks really good in those pants. Uh, <laughs> <grief>. <laughs> no. Oh, that's not the answer. No. Oh. It is that my bottom looks tiny, 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 tiny. tiny. Your body yes. looks your hiney looks tiny. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it is human nature to tie happiness to something in the future. The problem is When happiness is always on the horizon, our present is actually diminished. So last year, I read this great book that introduced me to this concept. It's called The Gap and the Gain. It's by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. In the book, the authors share that the gap is the distance between where we are and the ideal for where we want to be. The authors would say, you're in the gap if you're here, but wishing you were there. Being in the gap can lead to disappointment, sadness, depression, anxiety, and it can lead to stress in your marriage relationship. The gain, on the other hand, is the distance between where you are and where you started. So the big idea 
is to change the direction of measurement of progress. So Dan Sullivan says it this way, the way to measure your progress is backward against where you started, not against your ideal. So you want to look at the progress of where you are from where you started instead of where you are from the ideal of where you want to be. The gap can be seen in many areas in our marriage relationship, like finances, communication, physical fitness, our sex life. That's right. Okay. Even expectations you may have of your spouse. When you're in the gap with your spouse, you measure them against where you wish they were as a person, and all you see is where they're not measuring up. You measure their behavior against your ideal. When you're looking through the lens of the gap, you only see the things that absolutely (laughs) drive you nuts. It's hard to see them for who they truly are in the moment. It's hard to see their growth and their progress. Yeah, that's true. You know, Lisa, I was thinking about how this idea of the gap and the gain relates to the idea of contentment. And there are two Bible passages that I wanted to point out. The first one is Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, where the Apostle Paul says this. He says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. So Paul says that being content is actually something he learned how to do. The second passage is also in Philippians, and it's just a few sentences earlier. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, Paul says this. He says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What I see here is there's this tension where both contentment and dissatisfaction can coexist. Paul chose, he learned and chose to be content while at the same time striving toward the goal or ideal reality. So I really believe that when you understand this idea of the gap and the gain, we in our relationships or individually, but in our marriage, we can do this too. We can leverage the gap and the gain. We can learn to be content with the current situation we're in or the state of our marriage and at the same time be dissatisfied with staying there. And so measuring backwards can actually fuel us toward the goal of where we want to be. That is so encouraging and gives hope to any place of where you are and where you're wanting to be. That's right. One of the things we always teach is that small, smart choices consistently over time lead to success. Those small mundane choices can shape your marriage into a masterpiece. Right. We want to leave you with three questions to consider that can lead to contentment while striving for what's ahead. So here's the three questions. What is the goal? Basically begin with the end in mind. What is the ideal you're shooting for? This is agreed upon goal. The second question is, what is the plan? Create a plan of action, set steps to get to the horizon, the ideal. And then what are the wins? What are some small victories that you can mark out in your plan that you can stop and celebrate along the way? That's right. Okay, so let's get practical in a simple, tangible way. I like to say that I'm a how-to girl because I want to know how to do this. So here it is. So James, we've been in this place a couple of times in our marriage life. 
that we had financial debt that we wanted to conquer. If we looked at it all, the gap of where we were and where we wanted to be seemed overwhelming. We began with the end in mind. What is the goal? We both agreed on the goal. We wanted to be out of debt with the exception of our mortgage and one car payment. Which is important to stop here and say that we both agreed on the goal. Because if I made the decision that, hey, I want to have everything paid off, our house and the car, and you were feeling like we only need to pay off everything but the house and the car, we would not have been in agreement. So we had to agree on what the ideal situation or the ideal horizon was that we're going to. So we got a, a common goal that we could go after. Correct. And I will say in the area of finances and this with you and I, that common goal has always been easy to set for each other Mm -hmm. and for ourselves in our marriage relationship. There has been times that the goal took a little bit more effort to wrestle to the ground of like, what is the goal? But being unified in the goal is critical. Right. So the next question is, what is the plan? We listed all our debts, the minimum payment for each, set a doable amount that we could scrape together after all of that, to add to each payment. And we began what we called, and Dave Ramsey talks about, the snowball attack. We literally planned out how long it would take to reduce one debt and then add that payment to the next and to the next and to the next until we had each debt penciled out how much it was and when it would be paid off. In that particular time that we did that, we had a chalkboard in our house, in our hallway, and I literally wrote down each debt, the amount, and the date we were going to pay it off so that we could actually see how close we were to the horizon. One of the things that can add to the show notes is we actually have a Excel spreadsheet that we use that actually calculated the interest, the payments, and the payoff time. So I'm going to put that in the show notes just in case anybody wants to get all the debt. That is fantastic because a person like me would have no idea what to do if I weren't married to a person like you. (laughs) Praise the lamb. So the last question we're going to talk about is what are the wins? In our plans, we established small incremental goals that were listed on our chalkboard to be able to celebrate the wins along the way, allowing us to get to the exact ideal that we had determined and agreed upon. It gave us some small wins to celebrate along the way to the journey. It may take some creativity to apply these three questions to other areas of our life, like what is the goal? What is the plan? What are the wins? If you're applying it to, let's say, intimacy. Yeah. It would be challenging. You would have to figure out, but these three questions will actually apply to any goal you want to set in your marriage. Which is interesting because some of the greatest tension points for marriages are finances, communication, sexual intimacy. And so to use this to get a common goal of what that looks like in your relationship in the plan, and then to celebrate the small wins will increase better communication, can increase health in your finances, and increase health in your sexual intimacy. Yes. If you agree upon the goal, agree upon the plan, and celebrate the wins. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is that while we were working our plan and celebrating our wins, the horizon, the ideal of being financially out of this debt, was pushed farther in the distance a few times because of some unforeseen expenses, right? 
Yes, those unforeseen expenses have a name. <laughs> Her name is Limoncello. Yeah. This is my vehicle that has been nothing but a lemon. And because I want to be positive, I gave her the name Limoncello because I want to be grateful for her. Right. But she is a you're pain. Content. Because I'm a content, but she is a pain in the tush. <laughs> tiny hiney. You're tiny hiney in the jeans. Right. I got you. But because we measured the progress along the way, we really weren't discouraged. It was frustrating, mm-hmm. and we knew that our timeline had changed, but we were still making progress towards the goal. Yes. You know, when I think back to the idea of contentment, that celebrating wins is really important because actually gratitude leads to contentment. Mm-hmm. When we're grateful for the things we have and grateful for the wins in our life, it can help us be content in these situation. One of the tools that I've used off and on, I usually do this in my morning journaling time, is to think back to the day before and write down the wins that happened. There's this idea of doing a three wins journal. So maybe if you're having a hard time being content, you need to practice gratitude. And one tool you can do this is just a three win journal. Each night before you go to bed, just write down three wins that happened in your life that day. Or maybe if you're working on a goal, what are three small wins They can be very small, but they're moving you in progress. And that gratitude will lead to contentment. Love it. Maybe you and your spouse are having a difficult time getting on the same page around an area or two in your marriage. So we want to take a moment before we close this episode to make you aware of an opportunity that could be helpful for you or for someone you know. Are you looking for that one thing that will be the game changer for your marriage? We believe that all of us desire a marriage marked by deep connection, abundance, unity, and passion. But at times, it can feel like our relationship is stuck in the routine of the mundane. Intimacy can get crowded out by the pace and demands of everyday life. It's not uncommon to feel trapped by one's circumstances. Can you relate? If you want a greater connection with your spouse, if you are tired of feeling stuck in the same old, same old, if you desire to feel the thrill of fun and discovery again, like you did when you first met, we can help. We support couples to reconnect, recharge, and re-engage to pursue their life purpose together. We offer the Marriage Reboot Retreat by Married for a Purpose. This is a private two-day intensive experience for you and your spouse to work exclusively with Lisa and I for two consecutive full days to identify where you've been, define where you currently are, and discover where you want to go together. The Reboot Retreat is designed for a wide variety of marriages. Whether you're in crisis, a struggling marriage who needs a unified vision, or you just want to go from good to great or maybe somewhere in between. If you would like to find out more about the Marriage Reboot Retreat, you can set up a discovery call with myself and James and we can tell you all about it. The link is in the show notes or you can direct message us on Instagram or Facebook at Art Espousing and we will send you a link to schedule a discovery call. As we close out this episode, remember, it's human nature to be in the gap. The gain is the antidote, creating contentment in our lives. So determine a unified goal, get a plan, and celebrate the small wins as you move toward the desired future. We would love to hear your thoughts and answer any questions you have about what we shared. You can email us at hello at artofspousing.com or direct message us on Instagram at artofspousing. Thanks again for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please let your friends know by sharing it with them. You can also help other people find out about the podcast by rating the podcast and leaving us a review. So have a great week and we'll see you next time on The Art of Spousing. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.